are Squawking Dead. And welcome back to the Sunday Night Spot, everybody. We're the, we're Talking Dead now. No, we are Squawking Dead. And we're joined by Meg the Geek and Rachel tonight. What a crazy episode. There are tons of little bits that I'm picking up on in this episode that are so worthy of a breakdown. And we're going to be covering them very, very soon. In the meantime, um, we've got a, bit, a couple bits of news that I kind of wanted to rake over. Uh, one of which is uh, I'm getting some further details on Michonne's exit from TWD Season 10. I thought she was going to make it all the way through. I, it looks like she might be exiting the, the show a little earlier than the end of the season. But I think we're going to go through it through the episode now. Hi, guys. What's up? What would you guys think of the show? Interesting, to say the least. Yeah. I did not think they were going to go as hard on the, the Commonwealth being the big bad. I, I, I am sorely mistake and mea culpa you know what i mean so before we continue um check out the description for the youtube and the facebook streams first of all give us a like uh you can comment if you want right now but we're going full throttle um but yeah and leave us a, a rating on itunes or uh google podcast or stitcher actually does have a rating system too um if you haven't checked it out now Give it a few seconds after the show and head over to CosmoMom09 on Instagram. Her charity for St. Jude's is still up. We have until August to raise $5,000 so that she can go full alpha. Um, yeah. Yes. And if you need a handy dandy link, head to our YouTube or Facebook streams and you'll be able to click it right there. Uh, it's available right now for you to click. If you are watching on YouTube and Facebook, it's a lot easier because you could keep it on and just make your little donation and then come right back and then you could still listen to us in the background. Rachel, just don't just promise you're not gonna put anybody's head on a pike that's all i ask yeah we'll see i don't know this you know shaving of the head might change me i don't know okay so i'm gonna <laughs> avoid you in atlanta let's just put it that way i'll say hi to everyone else i'll just yeah we'll, we'll, we'll set up um bow barricades that uh, word bow blockades by the way it's bow yeah, blockades. make sure they tie tight because look what happened right yeah. look what happens look what happened but then she'll just like duck and cover like under the under the bow blockade you know with tuck her and roll tuck and mask. roll She'd be like, I got you, Meg. Blend in, just like Nick did, you know. You're just going to get a blonde wig and a green dress. Yep. Call me Deborah. It all ends in tears. (laughs) Uh, Anyhow. (laughs) All right. So. As, as is tradition, I'm actually going to head, hand this off to Rachel. And besides the last part, that's the only provision that I give you. Besides the okay. last part, pick anywhere in the episode to give us a starting point, And then we'll go on. If you want, you could even just tell me okay. what you think right off the bat of the episode. Yeah, I mean, there, was a, there was a lot of, lot of really good points in this episode. This was a really good episode. A lot of questions answered. A lot of, I, we saw a lot of really, really good stuff. Um, I think what I want to start with, though, is um, after what I said last week, and then we see um, Luciana and Dylan raising the radio tower I, I for some reason i thought i saw another kid in that clip for the trailer I, obviously i was mistaken but i right, uh, that, so that whole scene was was very much different than how i thought it was going to play out but um but on the flip side he did i mean at that point he was starting to trust us more and you know as we saw he was about to you know let us know what was really going on so you know episode the scene was different than i thought but yeah yeah so we saw that happen tonight yeah it was I mean, kind of sweet moment between them actually yeah i think so and yeah. you get and you called it last week too like if it wasn't for you and me breaking down that that trailer which i almost thought was almost a fruitless effort (laughs) 
(laughs) There's only so much information. Fruitful though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And to boot, to go to dovetail on that thought, when we, um, we realized, I, I turned out that I was right, that they were protecting children in the mm-hmm. episode. Um, and that's all because of the trailer, the breaking down of the trailer. That was it yeah. like barely two minute trailer, I think it was or something. Yeah, that. So much happened in that two minutes. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, and we it turns out that uh, Max, Annie, and Dylan are protecting the other kids uh, of the, well, the parents and children that were at the camp, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it turns out they had a reason. Gave me a lot of questions, though, after I saw all those kids, and then they explained, you know, oh, those those were your parents. And then I thought, if, if our big bad is who killed all the parents, why not kill the kids? Did they assume they just wouldn't survive? Yeah, Probably. exactly. All right. well, Did anyone else wrong. scream? Like, when I first saw all the kids, my first thought was, like, children of the corns, like, children of the apocalypse. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, my God, what is happening? I was yeah. thinking Lost. Do you remember Lost, like, in the, um, when they were in the woods and the torches yeah. kind of light up around them? <laughs> Others! Ooh. <laughs> I only watched the first few seasons of that one, so that might have been before my time. Yeah. Or after I stopped watching, rather. Yeah. I I thought that was fairly kind of in the beginning, though, isn't it? Or I don't know. I don't even know if it was first season. It's so long. Yeah. Thomas is saying, did you guys catch the throwback to the season one finale? Um, I think so. Uh, Wait, with the CDC? Well, it depends on the se- which season one we're talking about. Fear the Walking oh, Dead true. or... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think I it was Fear the Walking Dead. dead. Oh, no. Um, I kind of don't want to talk about it now. I kind of do want to talk about it. I'm trying yeah. to yeah. think about it. Fill the beans! Uh, no, no. I mean, I kind of want to go through the episode because I think we'll get to oh. that. Um, oh, okay. Because there's, there's some really interesting things that were said and gestured and, and, and I just kind of everything in its time i think because because i mean if we bring it up now then it's kind of like we're gonna we're gonna be ping-ponging back and forth and we'll definitely forget to bring something up very true oh yeah and so yeah tom tom is just referring to these um daniel leading the horde basically i think to the uh to the fema center too see that i had mm. flashbacks of rick on the horse and mm. like going down atlanta everybody's doing something <laughs> That's there's just a lot of first th- thought. There's a lot of things that kind of make me think of earlier, uh, absolutely earlier seasons mm-hmm. in this episode. A lot and of nods. Yeah. The one question I had from the beginning was like the dates on the calendar. So I mean, the idea that we're in October, first of all, um, is pretty interesting to me. It gives us a better beat on like maybe where they are in the timeline, which sounds to me like it's closer to what you were estimating, Meg. By the way, yeah. Or what the Twitter user you referred to was estimating. Yeah. To I wish I got his name. Would have given him credit. But yeah. <laughs> Do you think it's accurate? <laughs> What? What's that? Do you, do you think it's accurate? Or did he just find it there? I was, okay, so I saw it on Twitter and I've been going on like the Wikia pages a lot, trying to think just how close it is rel- relative to like our time. And it does, the math kind of adds up. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. Rick was still leader in this episode. Like, well, when it, the episode took place, because it would have been what, like how long? 18 months after, or oh, at least a year after Dwight left um, mm-hmm. Negan. Right. Yeah. Around the crossover. Or not, well, a year after the crossover, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 18 months pass after between eight and nine. Mm-hmm. So we're probably about six months ish behind, give or take. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Cloud Henry saying it's uh, set, well, estimating that seven months before Rick goes missing. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. a that's yeah. a long jump. Um, because right after that, there's the six year jump. So fear right. is now six years behind. Six. Hmm. So six years and six seven six seven months ish behind. Well, I don't know about you, but my nose is bleeding. <laughs> 
<laughs> I suck at math and I'm somehow figuring this out. So I don't no, know. That makes, that makes sense though. It makes yeah. sense. They're definitely, we're definitely behind the time jump. That's, I mean, that's obvious. We're not, Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're not caught up. And, and yeah, I think it's safe to say this is well before Rick gets get taken too. Well before, yeah, at least, at least six, seven months, I would say. I have a feeling the fear finale is going to tie, is going to get up to the point where Rick leaves. Yeah. I, that's exactly where we're going to end it with. Yeah. I think we're really, cl- I think we're pretty close to when Rick leaves actually. Yeah. I mean, if I had to it's take a guess. not the finale, then mid, definitely. But I yeah. think it's too that soon was- for mid. Yeah. So I don't think it's seven months before Rick goes missing, but I do think it's like probably right up to the moment. I mean, if we're, we're going to bank on this timeline thing, you know, it's seven hours before Rick goes missing. <laughs> and 23 seconds. <laughs> seven days. Let's say, who cares? Let, let's, no, let's just make things up. Like, oh yeah, seven weeks. All right. Um, just looking at like, even like, you know, uh, Daniel Salazar ripping the date off of the calendar and putting it in the fire and then putting whatever's other thing. It feels like a love letter to, to Ruben Blades, by the way. He's just, his acting on this episode is just so grounded. Mm-hmm. I feel like where everybody else is over the top a little bit. I mean, because acting <laughs> is like a, is like taking what we do normally, like even us on the podcast and just shooting it up 10 levels. But like yeah. he, he has a way of playing it like so casual but like in a way that that kind of has the right punch he just accentuates just enough to kind of get you know suck you into his world and he did it in kind of a menacing way this week too (laughs) that i hated him but i loved him at the same time yeah yeah like like the way he's kind of I don't know what's what's the right word, kind of lording over Charlie a little bit, luring, lording like a like a like <laughs> leaning over and then being like, "Hey, I'm, oh, okay, I'm yeah, Daniel Salazar. You will listen to me." Like puppet master, almost. <laughs> yeah, almost. Yeah. He he assumes he knows because she's so young. He assumes you know she hasn't seen or done the things that she has, and I think she kind of puts him in his place. Like, oh, she did. Puppet around the block. But she doesn't. But she doesn't in a way that that's kind of like, "Hey, I'm just showing you my cards." You know. Yeah. Yeah. This is just Here's the way it's been it. for me. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to jump, if you want to jump on this, uh, the Charlie ride, you know, I, that sounds terrible. Let's just, can we rewind? Can we ride podcast? Um, no, like if you, if you want, if you want in on this, uh, journey with us, I mean, this is where I've been at. This is where Victor's been at. I mean, I'm just calling him as I sees him and, and all these people, sh- are, yeah, speaking on behalf of like, you know, Strand basically also like Sarah and everybody. It's just nice to see. I like that they were trying to prove to Daniel that it's not the same Strand that he knew back at the dam. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's always the struggle too yeah and see i see your look rachel by the way and it's kind of like there is something to it and we'll get to that um but okay first question first real question (laughs) other than the fake questions we've been asking um (laughs) what do you think is in the cookie tin sewing needles i'm kidding (laughs) that's what my grandma used to do oh my god he's a natural you think it's empty i do i I think the tin is empty and i think the tin itself has sentimental value Mm. what where do you why do you think that maybe it was his wife um well i think that because when we see him put it into the bag i don't hear anything rustling inside of it maybe it's like full of whatever it is like a piece of paper that that could be too but i don't know it just it didn't look or sound like it had anything in it It made me think maybe just that thing itself was the the thing for him sentimental Mm. what about you meg i don't know because like in the beginning of the episode he was like oh let's add to the collection and i didn't quite understand what he meant so i wasn't sure if it was just like oh add kills to the collection like or maybe it was just something really soft that went in it so he said it was like full let's add to the collection um he said that in the very 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 beginning when he was arriving to the um the store closing with skidmark right I-, I assumed he meant just like everything uh, you know the whole warehouse yeah i couldn't so I- figure out i thought he- yeah exactly that's uh, that's what i was thinking i was thinking also like that he was hitting up the trap sites which kind of took him down too true yeah i i have 
thoughts. I just want to put a pin in that so that we can maybe even go back to it because there are some things I kind of want to I want to lay out. I have a good. I, I don't have a good case, but I have a funny case. So he, there's tons of humor in this episode. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Like like Victor's going like where's a six pack and like Brewski or Abdonald because you <laughs> you ain't gonna find uh, neither of that here. Um, <laughs> funny. Uh, I'm down for it. Um, and yeah, and that's the thing, like, Daniel, it's like you were saying, Rachel, so I think you're right about Dan- uh, Daniel. He's like, you can, ch- it's like, what is it, you could change a dog's spots? No, what's a leopard spots or something like that? I forget but, the yeah. expression. There's, a, there's, a, there's an expression. You can't change a leopard spot. Right, we're exactly. Smart. We know the meaning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I don't talk English too good. <laughs> So, but uh, no, it's, 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 uh, there is something that Daniel was spot on about is that like Victor is still tenacious. Victor will still, when he sees something, he's like a dog without a bone. He will get what he wants. Yeah. And, you mm-hmm. know, maybe he's not going to the mat, you know, with trying to get it, but like, you know, to the point where like he takes down the, the damn gate, you know, in order to get it, like da- endangering the structure, like the, the integrity of like Daniel's place to get it. Yeah. Like yeah, he, he'll get over it. <laughs> get over it. that's victor for you um but yeah i mean yeah. but do you like i mean which kind of brings up the idea like i mean I, I i'll say yes but like do you guys think of victor's changed you know yes and no oh okay and at first i really thought yeah he did but then thinking about everything you just said like with the with the structuring and going to do whatever it'll take to get what he wants it's making me think that yeah there are some qualities about him that have not changed but also madison we kind of talked about it last week how like with alicia was doing everything that like kind of madison everything taught her and strand kind of takes some of those um life lessons and applies them to today so that's why i think he has changed but he also has not right yeah i think that strand thing he's changed but i think if he were put into a position where it would be easier to go back to his old ways he will wow so in essence he really hasn't changed (laughs) oh but but i think he thinks he has like he truly believes that he's changed like he found people who are willing to fight for him people that are worth fighting for I, I truly believe he feels like he's changed but I at the end of the day if if it came down right to it I think he would always look out for himself still kind of like uh, the way he was at the diamond basically yeah he was Absolutely. ready to bail out yeah he had an escape plan ready mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so I, I'm gonna disagree with you guys okay let's fight <laughs> let's just fight bring it on are you ready <laughs> claws no. coming out that's not what we do on this show um, it's the after hour show no so I I, I, I kind of agree, but I kind of disagree. I mostly disagree only because I think, I really do think he has changed. I, I think, though, the one thing that hasn't changed is his tenacity. And I, I think I think what really gets me about Victor sometimes is that like, and I think Daniel kind of nails this like in a like a more harsh way. Like I think Daniel's right in that that when Victor tries to help people, he uses his Victor esque methods like conning and and trying to get do whatever it takes to kind of you know outsmart the other person, but it, you know not caring about the consequences of his actions. And you kind of see that in in this episode like a little mm-hmm. bit like okay like not caring about the gate and like leaving Daniel like defenseless you know by taking down this gate and getting the the airplane and stuff like that now i don't know if this is like a poor writing choice do you know what i mean like could they have painted victor out to be like a little bit like smarter you know or i don't <laughs> it know it seemed like it was just like action first think later yeah i mean yeah and that seems to kind of line up with what we know about victor sometimes yeah. i mean sarah Absolutely. and wendell were along for the ride too so it's kind of not on him <laughs> They were kind of, I felt like they were kind of like the angel on his shoulder, like trying to be like, okay, yeah, it's kind of keeping him guided. But then he had his own, like he was his own devil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has his own devils. You know, he just needs more angels on this side. Like, you know, like the 
judgment scale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Daniel kind of, I think Daniel, I don't know, maybe you guys disagree. Tell me what you think. Um, the scene with him and Charlie in the car and Daniel kind of realizes, um, you know, he's leading this herd back to, to the warehouse and everything. And he says, if I do that, I'm, I'm doing exactly what Strand did. Do you think he had a moment there where he thought, you know, maybe some of the things Strand has done has, has been out of, you know, because he, he had to in a situation like that. And, you know, maybe he isn't always, you know, Strandish. <laughs> hmm. you know, he, he found himself in a situation where he, he if he wouldn't have changed course he would have ended up doing something that in in his mind what he said was is something strand would have done you're saying if daniel didn't change course yeah yeah because he well he said if i leave if i take you back i promise this protect you and if i continue doing this if i take this herd back i'm putting you in danger that's yeah that's what strand would do or well, that's what daniel thinks strand would do. right and so he you know he hops out and everything but i don't know it almost seemed like he had a moment there where he, he thought for second about strand and well maybe everything he does is you know not you know yes people get hurt and things go wrong but maybe it's not intentional <laughs> right no i agree with that yeah. yeah i mean but i think most yeah and i think that's the thing like do you think daniel really does think about his is the consequences of his actions anyways like like had victor not stepped in the picture would he have been as careful but then again you have the example of the traps and how careful he is in, in dismantling them and not having any collateral damage and bringing skid mark with him to help and stuff like that so i mean maybe maybe but i don't know i'm not that convinced <laughs> in the past you could tell he kind of dealt with the consequences of his actions like in like back in like i don't know if it was season two or three where he thought about like what was it his time in the war or whatever it was but mm-hmm. in this episode not so much yeah yeah well and then the, yeah, there's the P- ptsd episodes and stuff like that yeah and who, who's the one that set the fire it was madison that set the fire at the mansion right with the uh, crazy lady that kept all the dead bodies and yes fed them? It was, yeah it was madison <laughs> I think that was Madison. Yeah, and then be there. And Daniel was just there and he got yeah. burned. Burned yeah, it did. Sort of. <laughs> And then we all thought he died Should've again. More. Again, yeah. <laughs> he's like just the energizer bunny. He does not die. Yeah, he's him like, and Morgan. I was or gonna like say Michael him and Morgan. Yeah, I don't die. <laughs> I don't die. Uh, did I? Did you get that memo? <laughs> um, oh yeah, some more humor. <laughs> Wendell saying, "You think he's gonna shoot us in the face too, or just Vic?" <laughs> and then, uh, oh yeah, and then, uh, uh, and then Sarah getting on the phone with Daniel saying, uh, "Beef with our friend, justifiably so, considering the sinus pinball." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> with the bullets in the face. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> there's even more. So you're just gonna sit there like a turd in the toilet, waiting for it to come to come back. Oh, I Call- missed that one. <laughs> oh yeah, like I Sarah's. Sarah's telling Victor basically, so you're just going to sit there waiting for it to come back, you know? See, I love Sarah because Mo Collins has that comedic background with Mad oh, TV. Yeah. And so she's capable, even though it's a serious situation, she's so capable of just hitting those one-liners and yeah. makes it for the memorable moments. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, and okay, so now that I have you guys on, because I, huh, when it was just me and Carol covering season four last year, I was trying to get a, a pro-Momo or anti-Momo poll up. And I kind of want to gauge you guys up because i don't think we've heard sarah call morgan momo in a while i think since season oh, four yeah so i kind of want i kind of want to poll everybody are you pro momo or are you anti momo just the word momo for morgan rachel you're up um i personally find it hilarious Thank um i think here, here's the thing though I think carol's anti <laughs> I, I think it's hilarious because it drives Morgan nuts. But here's the thing. I think it probably drove Lenny James nuts in real life. And maybe that's why we're not hearing it so much anymore. <laughs> that could be, yeah. Maybe that's why <laughs> they've separated completely. 
there's some fighting on the set. (laughs) I told you claws were coming out. (laughs) There was just a a talking dead segment that he was on there and they had brought that up and the look on his face. (laughs) So miserable. I thought, oh, he he hates that for real. So, (laughs) Personally, I love it because, okay, I like Lenny James as an actor. I cannot stand the character of Morgan. I know. Shots fired. I know. Knives out. Let's do this. Yeah. So the fact that Momo irritates him, it just kind of brings me a little joy. Not Lenny James, but just Morgan. I will say there's something like, yeah, there's something like of an in-between. We'll talk about that at a later date. No, we could we could talk about it soon, but like I was just thinking about That'll like a whole episode. Or two. We, yeah, let's okay. Forget this episode. Let's talk about this. <laughs> no, um, I feel like I need to like lay on a couch and like explain my problems. There is something like where I agree. By the way, like with that, like it, there's something about the character, like somewhere in between the actor and the character that like I I feel like there's something to what you're saying, because there's something like about the about even just like as a fan where they're like like Lenny James is just almost completely inaccessible to us yeah but in that doesn't that feel now i don't dislike him for it. i actually kind of respect him for it like dude i do not want to be in the social media game uh fear the walking dead told me to get an instagram account so i have one <laughs> i respect it because he, he wants his privacy and i fully respect that yeah yeah and i yeah i agree that and, there's something that pisses me off about. but andrew <laughs> lincoln's kind me. of the same way yeah well andrew, andrew lincoln has no social media right so. so but yet you know we still fan fan girl fanboy over him so yeah yeah so yeah so i mean i don't personally but yeah but um <laughs> but then as the as the character there's also something like a little bit inaccessible to us on like a human level like john dory almost has the same quality where like you're just a little bit beyond my grasp as a human a being mysterious yeah exactly like like whereas like john dory has the the love aspect and like the right. oh he's a really good guy morgan well you can't you can tell he's a good guy you can tell he's a this but you don't really know <laughs> With Morgan, it's like you get one step forward and ten steps back. Yeah. John Dory, it's only one and two back. So it's a lot easier to <laughs> unravel the layers of John Dory than it is for Morgan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm liking the way uh, Sarah and Wendell kind of shaping up on the show. Like, you start to get a sense of, like, yeah. where, like you said, like, they're, like, the angels of the shoulder right now. Whereas, like, yeah. last season, they were kind of, like, shit heels. They were kind of, like, almost, I really thought they were going to be the big bad for second half of last Really? Year. At wow. first. Yeah, because they were a little, like, okay okay, well, what's going on? But then you realize they were just trying to protect what they had and what they had built up. But it took a little while for us to learn that. So that's why at first I didn't want to trust them. But then slowly, you know, the layers, like I said before, were unraveled. So, or peeled back. So we were able to kind of see like, okay, look, they're not the bad guys that I thought they were going to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought they were going to be bad guys too, like for a little while. But then like I realized, oh, they're just not that imposing. They they don't have the, they don't have the grambas, the funny nuts. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, they do. They are funny nuts, but they, they don't. Have, they don't have funny nuts. It's a little before the podcast humor. A little pre-show. Yeah, it's a Jessica Jones spinoff that that's in the works. Actually, it's a shitty superheroes basically. Coming out next year. Well, what do you what do you think about um, Wendell and Sarah, Rach? Oh, I like them. I, I really like them a lot. Um, I think they they definitely bring a different um, feel to Fear the Walking Dead. Like we've said all along, how they really separate the two shows, and I think those two characters are what really help do that. They're they're funny, they're comedic, and that's what they do on there. And and like Mike said, you know, Mo's got that comedy background, and she does she delivers these hilarious lines with like seriousness, and it's just it, it's funny and it's refreshing. And I gotta believe, you know, if this were real. <laughs> But there'd be people out there like that, you know, to just kind of make light of a scary and dangerous situation. And we need people that way. 
if everything was scary and serious all the time and more people would die i think yeah i think so too well if you kind of think about it kind of what you said like how if this were real life how you would want people like that think about like you know when tragic things happen to us in the world you know like kind of throwing it back like a way to like 9 11 we kind of mm. turned to comedy for you know or, like or we tried consolement, to or we tried to you know <laughs> exactly, yeah. but i remember like set when set, like the first episode of saturday night live aired after 9 11 they were like well should we do this and they're like no america needs the funny you need it yeah yeah both after, helped bring us back together was it after it was after a month right like or three almost, weeks even? almost yeah three to four weeks after that yeah 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 and that's right like there's more than one way to master the apocalypse that's that's <laughs> all i think we're saying right now is that like you know it's obvious like even when i was looking at the kids and like how they were setting up the bow blockades and whatnot. Like, okay, there's that kind of mastery. And then at any moment, something can get you, right? But then there's like a, a different kind of mastery. Okay, well, you can get that stuff down. You can you can handle it yourself in the apocalypse, but can you make funnies while doing it? That's mm-hmm. like a different kind of mastery to me. That's like a next level sort of thing. It's like you can maintain a level of like of humanity and talent, you know, also. Yeah. I do want to see what they're, what they're going to do in the next several episodes too. Like it, we've seen them, <laughs> okay. I, I feel like I want to bring this up right now because i kind of want to just do that and toss it away but like how wendell's been dying to pull the hammer out his hammer down i know oh my god to, for the for the <gasps> turret. i feel so bad of course <laughs> it didn't work how did that like of course that's like charlie brown thinking okay i'm gonna be able to kick the football this time and yeah. then doesn't happen yeah nobody can it's like nobody can do it except for um i think it was only althea or was there anybody else that actually pulled that lever I just remember Al doing it. She screamed, get down. Get down. Uh, Martha did once, didn't she? Oh, yes, she did. Uh, Yeah. I guess Martha's got the goods. So she, Martha pretty much corrupted it for everyone then. Yeah, she yeah, maybe she, it. Martha broke it. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it has been fired since then. That's funny. I mean, she poisoned the water. So, I mean, what else is she capable of? If you notice the sign on, on the grocery that I think Daniel and Charlie were at, right? Um, it's a Tamplin's grocery or something like that. Jack Tamplin <laughs> is the assistant stunt coordinator for the show. So th- I thought that was a, like a nice, I interesting love when they do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it too. I like it more when I notice it, but I'm glad you pointed that out. I love when that happens. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Tamplin, you know, me and he and I go way back. I put it, I put a thing in the stories just to let you know that you know we're we're best buddies. Um, what was that you were saying about how you don't talk English well? I don't talk English too good. <laughs> oh, too good. <laughs> Sorry. Good. Uh, yeah. Okay, so when Max and Annie were like tying up the walkers and it fell, I kind of had a flashback to Herschel, like because Herschel would be like. You play with walkers. You risk your life. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of just wanted to like scream that at them, like walker, and like it reminded me of Lizzie back in Walking Dead. You uh, don't play with the walkers; they are not your friends. Yeah, right. walk with all your friends. They're not your weapons. <laughs> yeah, Only I mean, Sean can do that. And I love how like they like the show. Every once in a while, kept saying that, but it never meant anything until like Carl got bit, and that's what kind of. I mean, a lot of people called bullshit on that too. Like, but I was kind of like, you know what? I think people need to be reminded that it could happen at any time. Yeah, you know. And then know. from then on you would see things like that happen you know like where people get bit and um and they're dangerous i mean like you just can't keep playing with fire and then expecting not get burned mm-hmm. you know it's gonna happen it's like that so. pikachu meme like something happens and you're like <gasps> and then you're shocked that it Pika, Pika. Yeah. i bring up a lot of random references just fyi <laughs> well then i have to explain that right now don't 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 bother. oh please Bye. don't make me do it again <laughs> <laughs> do you know how many times my mom made me like tell people like did you notice a seinfeld reference in squawking dead i'm like jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> Yes, mom. Oh, God. She did it, like, made me talk about it, like, five times today. I was like, oh, my God, just watch the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can just watch that one clip on repeat. 
We've been trying to do that. Like, here, you want to know? Here's the link. Check it out yourself. There it is. Whoop. Um, (laughs) You good down there? Yeah, I'm just reading the Instagram comments. Guest to be loved says, can't wait for Skidmark to meet dog. <laughs> oh, I swear. Okay, so like I had, I loved how like Skidmark was kind of like Captain Sassy Pants with like taunting the walkers. Right? Yeah, lifting its little just tail like, up oh, in front like, of the window. Yeah, like ha 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 ha. <laughs> over from window to window. Like, look what I can do and you can't. <laughs> so, do you think that was scripted? I, I... <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> So I maybe I missed something, or maybe I just don't know how guns work. But what trips <laughs> a gun on the inside of the door? It's just something they can set up that, like, it's like a sensor I mean, what, kind of. What set it go? What made it go off though? I Actually, mean, those walkers I, were in there moving around. I can what? tell you, like, there was probably like a wire on the door so that when somebody pulls the door, the gun okay. moves this way, and it's probably designed to pull like a trigger as it moves to the right. I guess. Yes, like as the doors open, that string gets pulled and that treats it as a trigger, so that's when it knows to go off. Right. And so none the walker. Of those walkers trip that wire till that moment that does seem a little far-fetched now that you mention it <laughs> yeah yeah that's that that is pretty accurate mm-hmm. yeah okay all right just making sure i mean there's certain things in the in the world in the show we just kind of have to look over like the fact that they yeah. can still drive cars right like we haven't run out of gas in how many years yeah <laughs> yeah exactly oh and walani's saying uh, i can't believe daniel left skidmark behind Oh, that broke my heart. Well, don't be, because I think we're going to go over something very interesting that I thought of, that I hadn't thought of until I watched it the third time. Okay. I feel like he he was leaving him in good hands, though. Like, he kind of looked back, and he saw him up on the table, and Strand was petting him, and so he kind of, like, was like, okay, he'll be good. Why, he's in good hands. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I just wanted to adopt Skidmark, like, by myself. Just give Zoe a friend. He needs a little girl to play with. <laughs> like, yes, it's very nice. <laughs> little cats with little girls. It's cute. I don't know how about I don't I don't know how you all feel about Charlie, but I am still not Team Charlie. I did want to kind of get to that actually. Mm-hmm. Did did you you so you're still not on board with this Charlie character? I will never be Team Charlie because of Nick. Never because of Nick. I will never be Team Charlie. She Were will you never die hard be Team Nick. Oh, and he was gonna make it to the end. <laughs> <laughs> he was like the, I thought for sure. I, I knew he sure. wasn't going to. He's like like fears Daniel. Oh, uh, sorry, fear fears um Daryl Dixon in a way though, isn't he? When you kind of think about it, yeah. but like even I, yeah. cooler in a way. I, I mean, like <laughs> or, or like sicker, like the L.A. version yeah, of, of, of Daryl Dixon. Sicker. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean that's that's what kind of makes it so sad because you you kind of want like guys like that to or people like that to kind of make it. You know, see the I odd, the really odd ones. I feel like Nick is kind of more the Walking Dead's Glenn than Daryl. Because really? think about it. Because Glenn, you know, he was always trying to write, you know, just do the right thing. And Nick was constantly trying to right his wrongs. And Glenn's death, it was so, it was just so messed up. And then the way Nick died, it was just so shocking. So this kind of little parallels right there. I would say that, but okay. I, 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 yeah, I, I could see that. But I think for the most part, like for more seasons than not, like Nick was just kind of like trying to run away, trying to put himself yeah. in danger. Like I don't combine really... Daryl and Glenn, and then you got Nick. <laughs> How about that? Oh, if they had little babies, yeah, sure. Yeah, and I, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to see Nick. You know, years into the apocalypse, after all, you know, like you said, we see him like kind of running off and doing his own thing all the time. And oh, do I want to be part of the group? I don't want to be a part of the group. But I, I was really excited to to see him in the future. Have known all of that about his past right right well i I think even in that respect he's kind of like carl too like always kind of going off and doing his own thing or trying to like you said trying to right his wrongs or right certain Mm -hmm. wrongs or like going to to the saviors and trying to take care of that you got Mm -hmm. massive balls on you kid 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at the dam. Look at what he did there. Enough said. That was boss. That was baller. That was, <laughs> that was that was funny nuts. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> That's just gonna be the new catchphrase. Funny nuts. I'm sorry. Hashtag <laughs> funny nuts. Um, but yeah. Uh, okay. So we, I, let's, we're gonna talk about this. The the epic mother effer of a Walker kill. Um, and I before I bring this up, this is one of the things that's on John and June's movie list is Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. If you remember mm-hmm. Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark, there's a very epic kill in that movie that involves a big ass boxing Nazi in, in Indiana Jones. And there's a plane that's where the pilot got shot and the, he's like resting on the control panel and this, the plane's kind of spinning around in the, on, in the runway, you know, like this. And and they're boxing, and all of a sudden, Indy gets him in a move and punches him in the face, and then he falls into the propeller blades. Oh, that propeller kill. <laughs> yeah. If that so, doesn't win the combo kill on Instagram, I don't know what will. Yeah, <laughs> I think Victor gets this one, too, by the way. He, he should, definitely. But... Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean that's I, that's that's why I'm looking out for these parallels because because um, Andrew Chambliss is basically saying the movies have a very interesting tie-in. The, the movies on John and June's movie list have a very interesting tie-in to what happens in the mm. season. And so, given that the propeller kill in Indiana Jones makes me think of this exact <laughs> scene where you know Strand's like cranking up the the plane. And this is basically around the, the part where Daniel's leading the herd away, the horde away, um, to try to get it as far away from his place as possible. And, you know, uh, Sarah and Wendell with the MRAP come in and he pulls the hammer down. It doesn't work. Strand's like, I got this. I got this. Give me a second. And then like, and then like the airplane engines go on. He's like, hey, hey, come over here. And then like, boom, 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 boom. All the walkers are dead and the plane is destroyed. I just need some thoughts. I need thoughts because I'm, I lost my mind. That was awesome. My jaw was dropped. I was like, Holy it was awesome. It, yeah. it kind of reminded me in Walking Dead with um, Jadis with like the... Um, Oh, the meat grinder. Yeah. That's meat pretty grinder. good, too. That's exactly what it reminded me of. Well, I guess it's yeah. like a trash compactor of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> we call yeah. it a meat grinder. <laughs> I mean, it kind of was flesh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Ugh. Yeah, it was awesome. That was, that was great. That was a good kill. Oh, man. Um, But one thing about that was that, like, I mean, the fact that the airplane can't work now, but, I mean, after you watch it three times... <laughs> <laughs> you watch that scene three times you notice little things and it's it, the thing the funniest thing about that is like the reactions of like wendell and sarah because wendell's like ooh, ooh. and sarah's kind of <laughs> right like back to the comedic background yeah exactly yeah. I mean, you have to bring it back full circle it's like and yeah. she says specifically soups on bring the ladle I didn't write it down, but I remembered it because it's just so funny. My jaw was probably still on the floor at that point. Like even yeah. Victor's like looking out the the airplane window. He's like and like like blood splatters on the window. He's like, ah, ah, ah. it's working. <laughs> I think. Holy crap! Yeah. Couldn't really see anything after the first couple. I'm sure. I've never seen so much smoke. Oh man! Yeah. I feel hey, like it'd be a pretty easy problem to fix, though, right? Like yeah. on the plane. Out and, yeah. I don't know. That's that's actually what I was going to ask you. Was like, do you think? I mean, so the question is, do you think they're going to try to fix this plane, or do you think they're going to try to fix the plane they came in on? You mean the one that crashed in the fire? yeah yeah in the beginning? I think it's easier to fix this one than it is to try yeah. to fix that. I think I would start with the Walker plane, and then if that doesn't work, be like, sorry. <laughs> I feel like maybe take the parts that are still good in the first plane and apply them to this one. Maybe I'm. Mean, I, I, I can imagine that the engines on that plane being like bigger or they need to be bigger because it looked like a bigger plane or maybe just at least certain parts 
like but a ha- belt strap. I know nothing about like <laughs> engines or anything, so I'm just trying oh, to like certain the more. engine parts. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How far away strap. is the other plane though? Because they were flying when they crashed. They'd have to somehow get to that plane and then bring the part back. Well, they're that's like, a they're kind of mysteriously work. Trying to fly to where the other plane is, right? Well, that's a good question because that that allows <laughs> me to segue to another part in the story, which is when Alicia and Morgan meet up with the kids, and we find out that the kids have been well. Dylan's been lying. And the yeah. kids are in trouble. And then Morgan and Alicia save them. Alicia says something very interesting. She, she says, put our weapons down. Now, she's not talking about her sword and his new pipe stick thing. He's talking about the, the <laughs> firearms that they have in a row. Yeah. So it wasn't the, the Commonwealth NWO that have the weapons. It's the kids that took the weapons. So isn't that interesting? Mm. It's just the word, the specific wording to let you know mm. that the reason why that's pretty funny is that um and, and this is all to say by the way that they the kids know they know and they're able to get to this site this plane crash site pretty easily or fairly easily so and especially the kids were out there to hunt or whatever it was at the, in the very beginning of the first episode so they, mm-hmm. if they can get to it you know our groups can get to it pretty easily the crash site um but it kind of brings me to say also that um uh elisa's saying that the kids taking the weapons it kind of brings me to the point of what were the Commonwealth after? Like you see them bringing uh, two suitcases though. That one dude, he was holding up like two suitcases. So it kind of makes me think like, what are they after? What, uh, what did they come here for? Why are they here? Why are in this area? That radiation thing is nearby. Maybe they were visiting the radiated facility. <laughs> <laughs> you know, English good. <laughs> I, I speak words. <laughs> yeah, words good. <laughs> That's the only thing I could think of that that would that they even that is only there that they couldn't find someplace out. Yeah, like what, I mean, I mean, that makes sense to me. People, I mean, if they're looking for people to snatch up, like Althea, like Plutonium. Uh, that's that's what I was <laughs> wondering because I mean, you're going to see a lot of Althea in the next episode. I'm really glad like. about that because I have so many questions. I want to know mm. like, where is she? Like, what happened? Like, girl, what's the deal? Where are you? Spill the tea. Spill the tea. Oh, God, I love I that expression. That. <laughs> <laughs> For like a millisecond, uh, when when everybody was laying down in the field and that helicopter took off, I thought, oh, that's Rick. But I was like, no, they're way too far away. The timeline doesn't match. <laughs> yeah. But maybe it was around <laughs> the same thinking? time. <laughs> maybe that was the moment. Maybe when we saw the helicopter, that's when they took Rick also. That's what I was that? leaving from there to go get Rick. No, two different helicopters, but at the same time. He was in it, yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't think that's physically possible. No, no. That's no, too far away. doesn't know that. <laughs> she was just in the moment, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you were just yeah. in the My zone. My brain now. comes up with letter B things, and then I have to calm it down and go, no, that's not possible. Simmer down now. Yeah, stop getting so excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like a dog with a bow. I'm like Victor right now. I need to get at this <laughs> right. plot. I need to figure this out. Podcast <laughs> be damned. Weilani on um, Instagram saying she's she misses the twins. I assume she means the twins with Georgie. Do we think? think we'll see yeah. What, what do you Georgie mean by that? Uh, I mean, Weilani. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. The only twins I know of are the ones hanging out with Georgie. Yeah, that's the ones I know too. Um, so. And if they are in the Commonwealth, we may see them. Maybe. See, I don't read the comics. I know nothing about Commonwealth. I, so you know, I don't either. So that's cool. Like, but Rachel does, and Carol knows, and also Chris knows. So, like, I think exactly half of the hosts. So wait, so does this mean Commonwealth is coming into Fear and Regular Walking Dead? I well, think. Well, I think if 
we see it on Fear. I don't think we'll see it on Walking Dead for a while. Oh, she means Sarah and Wendell, by the way, which, which is funny. Oh, because... the twins. Oh, okay. Okay, okay yeah. now I get the it. twins. <laughs> I get it. Okay. <laughs> yes, that makes, that makes yeah, more sense. Yeah. Um, I think that's like why I wanted to, I, I guess it's not really Mia Culpa or anything, but like, like we, we get a few things right, but then we get things wrong, like what the big bad is. And like, I, I didn't count the kids as a big bad, but it really blew my mind when they, when you find out they do the battle blockades. Yeah. But what I did say was I didn't think we'd see so much of the Commonwealth or I didn't think they were going to be the big bad. I did. Did any of us say that? I don't even remember, but it turns out it may well be that the, that at least for the most part, the Commonwealth is, or at least those soldiers, those mysterious soldiers. Yeah. Who we think, we think these people are from the Commonwealth. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Further confirmed by the weaponry. Yeah. Right. The decapitator is what I'm calling that thing. This kind of contradicts everything I said last week about how fear like doesn't follow any scripts. Or, or like any of the narrative. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I, I, that's what's really getting me right now. It's like, oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> like, no, I mean, it, it's obviously really, really cool that they have some sort of thread yeah. you know, into or like a, a main line into uh, the Walking Dead universe, so like at least in the comics, too. They're following something. You know, they're following some sort of order or they map. They have three episodes left before the mid finale. We got to get at least some answers. I just hope they're not going to be kind of filler episodes until like episode eight. Well, next one. And we get that was pretty action packed. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, doggy. Yeah. They got, they're set they gotta be setting up for something big for the fact that yeah, we've had like kind of big moments here and there, but we haven't had anything like really like huge happen. So they got to be setting up for something. Yeah. I mean, I thought this episode had some pretty, I'm, I'm not saying huge, but like, look, getting some more screen time with Daniel Salazar is always a huge bonus to me. Um, mm-hmm. But then like that helicopter at the end and some of the, and seeing the soldiers, or at least the one soldier in the with, next to Annie and Max. In the field, yeah. That was pretty big to me. That says a lot. And then seeing their weaponry in action, that was really wild. Yeah, that was... The decapitator. It was, <laughs> that like, was really cool. What was that movie? Um, No Country for Old Men with like the cow thing. Right. The, Which they uh, used that in the beginning of Fear, too. The so nail gun? Of, what is it? I guess it's a nail gun. No, it wasn't. It was like a, a pressure gun. It was like a needle at the end of it. No. Wasn't there? I like thought a, it was like an air pressure thing. You put it on and it just... Oh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Or maybe there's a bullet. On, I thought there was like I'm a... I thought it was like a nail in it or something. And they're using can somebody CO2. in the chat tell us, please? Because we can't look it up right now. Yeah, we can, we're not going to. Was, no. But yeah, if you can, like if you do know what we were talking about, the weapon from No Country yeah, for Old Men. That's just kind of what it reminded me of, like with the decapitator. The decapitator looked like... <laughs> do you know when you go apple picking? <laughs> and, you, and you have the option of getting, but nobody does this, but you have the option of getting one of those those baskets on the end of these long sticks to kind of scoop up the apples. That's what it looked like to me. It was a like, little oh, bit, yeah. instead of apples, it's heads. <laughs> like, We're going to go head collecting today. <laughs> yep. Walker head collecting. Hey, maybe that was what, um, was it, uh, Daniel might add to the collection. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really messed up. Going, going governor on us, huh? Which, by the way, made <laughs> me think of this, the the fact that the kids are doing the battle blockades, but they're also doing the heads injuries. Mm. It makes, it doesn't make you think like, like, okay, they went really hard on this idea right here. Yeah. They kind of took it around with it. It's pretty sick. Makes me think, how did they get them up there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, kids they like, climbed a tree. kids climb trees, you know, they still do that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they have no iPhones or anything, so they got to go back to old school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Climb some trees, you little oh. shits. <laughs> Dylan didn't know what toys were, so I guess trees are all they have. Yeah. Oh, man. I just There's so many thoughts about being a teenager. Anyway, so... <laughs> 
climb a tree. I, uh, yeah, I did. Next week, I'm going to be at Walker Stalker, and I am so tempted to just ask Jenna Elfman everything, but I know I can't. <laughs> oh, rude. I know. <laughs> I'm so excited for it. I'm like, I had to say it. I mean, there's, but there's, it's more than just Walker Stalker now. Like, there's a whole bunch of other people because they combine it, fandoms, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so but it's like, I, yeah, a lot of the guest list is Walking Dead, though. Is it, though? Okay. Yeah. It seems awesome. maybe like, a, maybe like 55 45 ratio. Kind of makes me um, want to go, actually. You should come. There's still, I think, up until like midnight PST, I think uh, tickets are like buy one, get one. Just tonight? Yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah, thought that I was for Atlanta. No, right now tickets are still on sale for Jersey. So, but if you go, if you buy them after today, they just won't be Bogo. It probably will. Yeah, <laughs> they'll do it. Again. They did it yesterday too. <laughs> I just got my badges in yesterday, so I'm just like, I'm all excited for it. They had like a three for one, like two, like a week or two ago. Yeah, <laughs> this is really funny. But it's all for like general admission. Yeah, exactly. Which Which is some, like... I remember last year, some guy was like, "Oh, this is the peasant line." <laughs> Because they were getting pissed <laughs> off that I was skipping the line to see uh, Ross, and they were like so far back, and I was just like, "I spent the money. I'm getting what I paid for." Don't hate. <laughs> Buy one get three free. Is that you? Yeah. yeah. I spent the money. I'm <laughs> Good getting. Good luck, it. poor person. <laughs> <laughs> you don't love. You don't love The Walking Dead enough. That's what it is with you. You want everything. It's the entitled generation. <laughs> I paid my hard earned or spent my hard earned money on this. So <laughs> yeah, pull yourself up from your bootstraps. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, the Walking Dead Republicans. It was- <laughs> a lot of people are um, a lot of people are up in arms because uh, Chandler just had to back out. Oh, did he really? Shit! Yeah, due to filming commitments. We've hit the hour mark, folks, and we're back on Instagram. <laughs> hey, Cloud Henry, I love you. Thank you for for coming back um by the way check check her her account out too by the way like her account came out at just just the right time where like we we're just really sad for carol and losing henry and everything like i think most of us by the end of the show or yeah you know, i'll say most of us like a majority of us like really came around to henry there were some people who really didn't like him at the end of the series uh at the end of the season and like right at the end you're like ah, he did not deserve to go out like that and then along comes clout henry <laughs> and creates this account like just centered around the character and they're really good like uh, like in some respects adorable edits by the way so you should just definitely check it out. Uh, Cloud underscore Henry. I have a lovely relationship with Henry. Uh, like he it... didn't deserve to go out like that, but part of me still kind of blames him just a hair and Lydia. Just just a tiny hair though. Oh yeah, but I think that's good. <laughs> I think that's really good. It's kind of like Carl. I had a love hate relationship with him too. Yeah, yeah. Kids in the apocalypse, right? But it's just because with Henry, it wasn't just like one person. It was like what ten people. Uh, like, don't like on pikes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. on pikes. <laughs> yeah, don't make don't oh, make yeah. do the math of how many people, but yeah, it was, a lot. It was <laughs> it just was multiple people. Yeah, yeah, I, and like I, I love how somebody said like something really funny recently, like how um, but and yeah, it must have been really funny when when Alpha put uh, uh what's her name's glasses back on um oh, Addie Addie's glasses back. That was such a messed up move. <laughs> oh man, that was oh, like look- the cherry on like the fuck you cake, like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. By the way, uh, special hello to Zainab. Um, by the way, uh, I speak Arabic too, so it's Ahlan Usahlan. <laughs> so how are you? Um, hello. Uh, really cool fan, by the way. Like, po- like repost a whole bunch of sh- shit that I love, um, and so and I can't like it enough because I'm like almost never on Twitter or stuff. So awesome account. Like you can see her in the chat too if you go back. Uh, it's it's a very long name in um, <laughs> in Instagram. Zainab, TWD, SPN, FDWD, Carol. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> but dot, 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 dot. Anyway. Um, Sorry, I'm but, getting distracted. I see my dog in the background doing like headstands. <laughs> <laughs> and you do too, audience. Oh, sorry. But she's tired, isn't she? She she runs around camp all day. She gets, like, we're in the car for less than 30 seconds. She's like passed out. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh. My baby. Um, okay, so question of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's three things that are said at the end of this Daniel sequence. And one of them is... Um, what she finally says to Charlie that he meant to say to Ophelia. It's like every day is a chance to start over, a chance to get it right. This drove me up the goddamn wall. Not in a bad way, but like in like, I know I've heard this before and I felt (laughs) like it was from Madison. Yeah. And that's, that's Mm -hmm. what's, and that just, that's what started the wheels turning. And I'm, I'm like thinking to myself, uh, Rachel, I know we're okay with Madison being gone. I'm not. <laughs> I am. Like, no, I mean, like, you know, we're like, we're like a, a grieving child that's moved on, has to move on in order to survive the apocalypse. But I, my heart still hurts. Um, but like, I, I'm starting to think, man, I'm starting to think that there is something going on here. Although, I mean, we'll get to that. But um, do you do you think uh, do you think he got those words from Madison, like to to say to Ophelia originally? And how prescient are those words when it comes to let's say Victor? Like every day is a chance yeah. to to start over. Like with, he's been holding that in this long. With Victor, it kind of goes back to the whole: has he changed? Has he has not? Right. In a way. Well, it irritated. I I was a little irritated when Daniel said that. To be honest, yeah. How can he say that and still think the way he does about Victor? I right. agree, hundred and ten percent with that. I mean, yeah. Oh, I get it now. I was screaming at Daniel, like. Dude, yeah. like I get yeah. it, I understand, but stop, move yeah. on. So he said that, and I went, "Really, really?" Yeah. <laughs> no, no. There's a tie-in here, though. Just like the okay, so it's a repeating theme. Just like Morgan couldn't leave when it came to his wife and couldn't kill her. Just like the kids can't seem to want to leave because they don't want to leave their parents there. Mm-hmm. Daniel couldn't leave either. Like Daniel's been holding on to this. Doesn't feel like it was something that he could even think about or say uh, until maybe this whole thing with Victor somehow resolved. No. Like I don't think he has been meaning to say this at all until Victor came into the picture and then just stirred it all up again. Like he we didn't believe he didn't believe it. That's that's all I'm saying. Okay. And this is like the first time he he, he could even think think that maybe this is something that he could say again interesting though like these repeating themes what's that and he says it to charlie like like she can be redeemed but when he said it to charlie it kind of made me think about how like charlie was trying to redeem herself at, after all the shit went down last year yeah good luck with that charlie okay i know you're not team charlie but you know throw me a bone here I know we talked about dog without a bone, but throw me that damn bone, please. Yeah, I, I'm on with you. I'm, I'm, I'm actually. There's something about what happened last year with in the um, close your eyes episode, which is probably, in my opinion, the best episode of Fear the Walking Dead ever. Wait, remind me which one was that? Close one? your eyes was the yeah, bottle episode with Alicia and Charlie. Oh yeah, that was just visually, narratively, yeah. just a powerhouse um, yeah. between those two. I had one mantra that whole episode. What was kill that? her kill, kill her but we I all really were kind of like her kill her now <laughs> you need to watch some frozen bitch okay this is... <laughs> just gotta let that shit go lay the song charlie charlie to me especially in this episode i don't i got a very sort of negan feel from her and not because you know negan's a big bad or anything but but you know negan did this horrible thing and now now he's kind of starting to to want redemption and everything and i feel and that's kind of where charlie is too she killed somebody in our group 
and yet she's still here trying to redeem herself. And so I kind of put her in line with, with Negan as far as redemption goes. Right. I and can see that. I'm always wary of Negan as well. Like I'm always, I always have this like line back to what he did and where, like the best way of kind of, of, of kind of going through it is like, if you go through H jam, I'll bring this up again. H in every now and again, we, uh, I, I post this on the Instagram. Uh, actually I posted everywhere. Uh, H jam edits, um, does this, these really cool montage character montages of TWD characters. And he, he recently did one about Carol too, which I'll post probably in the next couple of days. But the one he did for Negan was really cool. It goes through the line of like him being an asshole and then kind of that midpoint where they catch him and, and, and then like goes into season nine, like how it, and, and he's using these words and, and threads that kind of tie up like where he's been, why yeah. he does what he does, you know, people are resources, et cetera, et cetera. And, and it's like you have this line that connects you to what he did. But then, you know, with with all the... Because th- a lot of people are team, team Negan right now. Like yeah. like a lot of people are like on, like, oh, I hope he's a good guy. Like, no, but really only to kill Alpha. Like, no, you like Negan. You've always liked Negan. <laughs> You're I a liar. I like Negan, but I hated everything he did. Yeah, exactly. And like, and like, Carol, and like, you hated Negan. And I think there are, there, there are people that really jumped on the team Negan train really early on because of, I think probably what Chris Hardwick said was just like, like if you look at Negan from like uh, through the through the looking glass and you look at the other side, you're like, okay, this is the Rick Rick's group on the other side. But yeah. then there's other mm-hmm. things too. There's but other like, things. Yeah. Yeah. Like if Negan had been the yeah. main character for the past what six seven years, we would have thought nothing of what Negan did. It would have been right up there with Rick dragging the guy's throat out. Right. I don't know. I, Negan, I feel like makes more of a spectacle out of what he does, whereas our group does it out of necessity. You know, we sneak in at night into the satellite station and slit their throats while they're sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. You know, draw them out into the daylight and throw them in front of everybody. I mean, but, I, I, I'm with you though. If which, we had started this with Negan, yeah, yeah. Which kind of brings me back to Charlie, and maybe you feel a little less bad about what she did because when she did it, she kind of ran, just ran away. She's like, well, Charlie you know, was manipulated, also. Yeah, like indoctrinated. You know, yeah. So it was, yeah. you know, she thought these people were going to protect her and going to care for her, and they were like, okay, kind of like do this for us, and we'll protect you. So like, kill him. Him. And yeah, so she, she saw somebody in her group die. So she thought what she did was best and she right. didn't really know any better. So that's why, you know, if I had 10 eggs in my basket, I'd put nine in hers, but keep the one for myself just because. Yeah. yeah. And the same goes with Negan. Um, yeah. I mean, and to a grander extent, let's like, you see what Charlie did and it's kind of like, well, she didn't have sex slaves and, and like a master plan. <laughs> you know, okay, but you get what I mean. She's just like a scared, she's like a scared girl, you know, like, yeah. Like yeah, who just trying to survive in this world, and you know who who do I trust in this world? And it's kind of like, well, I mean, the group was here to help. I mean, Alicia was here to help. She like she came around, and I think that's honestly, if it's good enough for Alicia, it's good enough for me, and that's I'll I'll take it. I stand Alicia hard. So. I yeah. As soon as Alicia came around, I was like a, a little okay with Charlie, but I'll never be a hundred percent team Charlie. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm coming around. WWMD. What would Madison do? Aww. Right. Right. And Madison was still would have taken. <laughs> yeah, but do it in style. <laughs> she would have screwed everything up so so horribly, and then Alicia would have come in and fixed it all. Yeah, that's interesting. What you say? What you say? Like you're saying that Alicia's like in some ways more. I wouldn't say. 
I mean, I wouldn't say more capable, but you would say like more effective, right? Is that, is that yeah. your... Yeah, she kind of took what Ma- Madison taught her and brought her up to a grander scale. Perfected it. I, I think that yes. I really don't yeah. agree with that. Um, only because I think you do need... Because see, that's like the Shane Walsh school of... <laughs> school of thought a school of zombie killing because like i think you need strategy i think you need like a sense of playing chess like and the only reason why i'm bringing this up is because i've been watching hana the amazon prime show there is a mm-hmm. sense of like you do need to have like i think like a uh, leverage and, and to know your enemy i think there's value in that i, don't, I just don't think it's enough to, to to take them out you know what i mean otherwise like i said like last i think last week or the week before like if shane was still around i think he would have gotten everybody killed just that's because week, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you talk about with a strategy the first thing that came into my mind with madison was that episode i think it was i want to say season two when they were um when she led them down the dock she had had the strategy to get the horde out so she yeah. used the strategy to lead them down the dock and then they all died talk about leading them down the oh was season three because they were in mexico it was at the hotel that's all yeah. i remember isn't season three the Mexico? Oh no, see, that's sorry. That's season, season two. three is Mexico because that's where we meet Luciana. Well, no, it's, it's, season it, two is well, Teo Tuaki, the 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 Otto's Ranch, basically. Teotuaki that was, was three, right? Yeah, that but that was in the Midwest. The, but you were going from the Midwest to Mexico a lot because mm-hmm. I think I think the Teotihuacan place was in America. I just remember the dock was at the hotel, and I yeah. So I think maybe that was season two. I think you're right. That is season two. That's my bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because Abigail was like the first half of the season. And then uh, the hotel was like the second half. Yeah. And then they left the hotel to go to Broke Jaw. All right, Broke Jaw Ranch. That's right. And that's where Tia Taquani was. I forget right. the first season was only like six episodes. And so I, I, in my brain, season two was still part of season one. And then, yeah. and then the whole timeline shifts. And I, but the fact that it started, that two started like what, like six hours after one, I can see why you think that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, 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 it was so right well back. together. From Stan's mm-hmm. place, right. Which is, which, mm-hmm. to their credit too, like things fall fast and the group, the kind of group kind of moves along fast through where mm-hmm. they're going. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty cool. Like when you consider how slow like the uh, the Walking Dead was starting to become, I think because yeah. I think it started season five or six. I think that makes sense. For me, it's it was like halfway <clears throat> through six that kind of started going down. Yeah. Um, second, yeah. yeah. So season six. So sorry. No. Second question I had to ask was a friend asked me to save the cigar for when things got better. Who's the my friend? first thought was Madison. I don't know why. I thought too, but yeah. then I kind of rolled it back and I th- I thought this seems like something that Victor would do. Would say to strength. Would say to um. Daniel, yeah. somewhere in the like on the hmm. Abigail or something. Did he side eye him? I didn't. Did he side eye him when he took the cigar back? Yeah, he kind of he, he he right went like he kind of went like this, kind of like you know like. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like that. Didn't want to admit they were friends. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think they ever really were. Like, even from the mm-hmm. Abigail, if you remember, like, he said something like, I don't like this guy or like this guy, yeah. something or other. He says this to Madison. Yeah. And, uh, and Madison. Do we know yet who he inherited this from? That's, that's going to be, that was my part 2A to this question. Wait, right? the Abigail okay. or? Okay. No, 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 the warehouse. So what oh, is the the, yeah, who yeah. does Daniel uh, inherit the warehouse from? Now, keep in mind that the same person who owns the warehouse has set the traps. Because she, say, right. she says basically the, uh, oh, yeah, and Walani saying the cigar reminded uh, her of Abraham. And by the way, when I was doing the research, oh, that's yeah. what we, that was coming up, by the way, Abraham's cigar. Do you think Abraham's going to show up since they have the tapes? Uh, maybe. We could see a lot of people on those tapes. So do you think do you think Victor uh, do you think Daniel ran across Abraham and his journeys? It's possible. It's totally possible. <laughs> Look at Rachel right now. Rachel's like mind blown. <laughs> maybe. I'm just thinking about all the people we could see again, like Glenn. Well, do you remember one of I don't the tapes think was? Glenn. 
Well, do you remember like one of the tapes was Abraham in the dock? Yeah, that's that's exactly so, what I was referencing. Yeah. yeah. I think Rachel, Rachel, you might have forgotten about that. <laughs> yeah, because we see what was it, the end of four. We see that I think. Uh, I, yes. Yeah, the tape, the, the the names of the tapes roll by very quickly. I didn't, I don't catch them yeah, all. You kind of had to like freeze frame it to see it or pause. Facebook stuff. <laughs> If um, you Google it, you'll actually see it. That would be really cool to see some people from Walking Dead in Althea's tape. Oh, is it in our blogs too? I can't remember. I mean, I know Abraham blogs. is all for it because I mean, he's come back to direct multiple episodes. I can't imagine him not returning for a guest spot. Yeah, actually, right. actually our open. recap, our recap, one of our recap blogs for that episode in Fear the Walking Dead, I think we have the screenshot of Abraham in the dock. I mean, oh, right. if not, it's an easy Google search. Yeah, it's a very easy Google search. Um, Rachel, you're on it. Is that what it says? Abraham yeah, that's what it says. Dock? Abraham in the dock. Huh? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, that could be him and Eugene. So, exactly. so which brings yeah. me back to the question: who Who is the proprietor of the warehouse? Like, who Who set the traps? Why they set the traps? I mean, there's just so much there. Okay, I have a really, and you know me, I'm kind of all out there with my random theories. Um, what about the guy from the what was his name from the beginning of the season? The one that took over their warehouse from the beginning of which season? The beginning of this season. Um, the guy that was they used to be like Max Bedroom. I don't know his name. Oh, Logan. Yeah, Logan. You what think if, Logan set the traps? That's exactly who I was thinking too. It could be Logan's warehouse. Yeah. Um, because we haven't really seen or heard from him since then, so it's totally possible. I mean, Logan kind of just said, hey, I picked a random spot on the map for you suckers to go to. <laughs> right, see. but we don't know his history, so he may have crossed paths with Daniel at some point. Hmm. Food for thought. I will say oh what God. I'm about to say next. Well, before I ask this question, but like, uh, well, let me ask this question. I'll get to, I'll just keep that in your mind. Um, another question is, will we see Daniel again? Of course. No whoa, question. whoa, whoa. Don't be too sure. <laughs> <sighs> No yeah, 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 sure. I agree with you. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I kind of hope not, but I know we will. What? Ooh. Hope not? Why? Let me hope not. Ruben Blades is a powerhouse. I, he's no, the man I of the think, century. I think Ruben does the role. He's wonderful at his role. Okay, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Christ, shut up, dude. Like <laughs> they just keep bringing him back. It's like, okay, we're running out of ideas. Let's just bring Ruben back. Running ideas. Let's bring Ruben back. I have to admit that was a good idea. <laughs> Oh, which no, by the way, wor- it's clearly it's working. Which by the way, that reminds me, we knew we were, or we were supposed to know that they were planning on bringing Ruben Blades back on from like May 2018. Yeah, so he was supposed to appear in four. Well, I don't know about that, but I know that he, they mentioned his reappearance will eventually occur. They, they said down the road. There's, there's no doubt in my Mm. mind we'll see Daniel again is basically what Andrew Chambliss said. And, and it's like knowing that he was going to be a part of the universe that ahead of the game. I don't know what that means, but I I feel like it's something big. Well, it kind of goes right back to what we talked about last week, how they're not exactly that good with surprises, like with announcing Dwight coming back. Or Dwight mm. coming, I should say. So the fact that it's like we're going to see Daniel again, like you know, it kind of ruined the surprise that he was going to show up in this season. Yeah, that was that was kind of stupid. <laughs> so really the dumb. element of surprise was gone right off the bat. But you know, the fact that we had this episode with with time logged with Daniel too, like I just just really really kind of just shows that there's some actors that really get it, that really get their characters, mm-hmm. and really get what it means to like bring the weight of their character in this universe. He plays the role wonderfully. Yeah, it just fits like a glove. I mean, and so this is what leads me to the next question is it brings me back to the helicopter. And I thought for a sec that it was that the people were leaving because they got what they wanted. But what if Daniel is what they wanted? And they left empty handed? 
Well, no. What if that's what, what if they record. wanted a B and Daniel was the B and he has to go alone and that's why you he think Daniel's a B? Behind. You think Daniel's a B? Well, maybe. Well, uh, isn't that? What, I think Daniel's uh, an A. Isn't that, isn't that what Rick Grimes is? No, he. I think no. She said Rick that, Rick Grimes was an A, but then he got injured and he turned into a B, but they still took him. Is that how it works? I don't even know what yeah. that's right. Well. Well, I, I, I'm with you, Meg, because of what Jada said on the radio. She said, I had an A, yeah. I have a B. Please take him, yeah. I assumed it was because he was injured as well. I thought yeah. the A I thought the A was a turned um a turned Gabriel. That's what I thought. Wait, what? Because originally it was gonna be Gabe, wasn't it? Or No, she used she used Gabriel as like a toy. She played him like a fiddle to get what she wanted. Right. She did she did say to him, I thought you were a B, but you're an but A. You're right, you're right. A. That's it was when she held the zombie or the walker over him. Yeah. Because yeah. he wanted like, to escape with him. Yeah. And he was like, no, I have to do the right thing. And so then everybody had these theories like, you know, an A is like an alpha, a leader type person. And then like a B exactly is the opposite. follower. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's the exact opposite. Because the B means, I think, does mean like. Second rate. Not as good. Weakling. Well, I think B actually is more important than the A. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. Because he said, I thought you were an A. I thought you were a B, but now I realize you're an A. And then she, which is why she refers to Gabriel as A. And Rick takes the place of Gabriel, and that's a B. And the B's better. Yeah, I just assumed A because, you know, A is like the best. And then when he got hurt, he wasn't the top dog anymore. So. She was like, okay, well, I have a B now. Right. Yeah, that was, I, 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 yes, I'm with you. Yeah, yes, that. We'll get it. We'll, yes, <laughs> Whatever that, that is. <laughs> we'll get our answers with the movies. So for now, we can only just speculate on what, right. what yeah. it could be. Uh, yeah, I agree. I really hope they clear up the A, B thing because there are so many theories and so many possibilities of what they could mean. Which, which kind of brings me back to Daniel. Do you think that the, that the Commonwealth NWO, do you think they took Daniel? Because it kind of answers your question of why they would leave Skidmark behind and like how he has to go alone. Uh, the person that left the, the traps, maybe it was somebody that was in the Commonwealth. Maybe it was Georgie. Uh, I don't know. But they seem pretty so crafty. So so you're saying Daniel left knowing he was going to get on the helicopter, not that they... Like he willingly did it. Mm-hmm. He willingly went with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay. You know, I think we might see him again, um, you know, when our group is <laughs> about to get killed and then he's going to swoop in and get everyone. Well, it's Carol. <laughs> that would be so corny to happen, though. That, but that, it would be typical to happen. <laughs> it or, would, which is not why at all. they don't take that route, because I don't want typical. Yeah, yeah I mean... Well, would, I want I, our group to get saved, if, if it comes to that. <laughs> I mean, if it comes to that, obviously, yeah, but I just, I, I really hope that they take a different route with it and do yeah. something a little out of the ordinary. Predictable. Yeah, they're getting a little predictable. Yeah, well, I don't I don't know i don't know like yes every, no we'll put it that way uh, let's, let's just put it this way the fact that we have so many questions after the last few episodes says a lot i mean it the does. fact that we can't yeah. really yeah, tell where things are going i mean that that last episode where we where the kids we find that the kids did the blow blockade like i had a feeling but like i was like how does that make sense um and then we find out they did it but then you don't really know what to think about them you know yeah it was built up in a, such a way that whatever this big bad was is gonna be really scary however i have an alternative for this helicopter thing what if the person who set the traps the person that bequeaths the warehouse to the person that he's gonna see is sherry 
on the helicopter? <laughs> well, no, forget the helicopter now. <laughs> forget the I mean, maybe, okay, maybe not, but okay. but okay. what if it's Sherry? What if he's here to see her? She was the one who left the traps. I right. need a moment. And then there's <laughs> Madison, too. There's still Stop. the Madison thing. I refuse to believe that Madison's okay. dead. Okay, so I, yeah. I will go on a Madison train right now. <laughs> I I don't think... Okay, here's here's my thought on the Sherry thing. I yeah. don't think Daniel's going to, to meet with Sherry because, okay, I, I know a little... Okay, if... What, what do you know? <laughs> I know a little bit about Sherry's personality when we see her again. If the comic book holds true for the show, I don't think Sherry's going to be someone that Daniel would align himself with. Okay. If it's true. If if it's if they have the same Sherry from the from the books on the show, is the, she is, could be to, a totally different character. Does so. the Dwight in the comic book seem like the Dwight that we see now too? Though that's a good question. Um. Are they still kind of in I sync? I would say for the most part, the biggest difference I see in, in TV Dwight and comic Dwight is comic book Dwight is far more vocal. Mm. <laughs> he, he speaks out a lot more than TV Dwight He does. seems like a soapbox kind of. Like from the few frames that I've seen, he's like, he gets on a soapbox a lot. Yeah. I mean, doesn't he yeah. lead like some sort of revolt? Tries to. Yeah. This Dwight yeah. does not seem like the type. No. He just seems or, like a second, like a, you know, right hand man type guy. Or even not Ever even the leader. not even that, just kind of like a loner, like not even just just sets himself apart. So yeah. Daryl, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The, which I often refer to Dwight as kind of like negative Daryl, or yeah. technically Daryl is negative Dwight. They kind of like two peas in a pod almost. I mean, one is real and one isn't. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Can we rewind a bit and go back to the whole Madison theory? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I initially, you before the new showrunners took over, they were said they were going to set it up for Madison to become the ultimate, like the villain at the end. Who said that? I we said that in I, interviews. What? I read in yeah before the new showrunners took over, they were gonna oh. like before they decided to write Madison off, they were gonna make Madison the uh, the bad guy at the end. So Who we said- can see her die all over again. Okay, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have some fighting words. <laughs> wow, we feel very different things about Madison right now. Yes. Oh. Um, but like no, so it's totally possible night. that we might see her in the helicopter. I mean, she's done with what was it, Deadwood, whatever it is now. Yeah. And even the though Deadwood she's doing something else, there's still you know there's still chances. Mm. There were no dumpsters for her to roll under. She's got to be done. <laughs> I don't. I'm starting to think that there may be something there. We didn't see a body. I, I'm not. I'm not even on that train. I'm kind of just like on there is a way in right now as a result of this. Well, we never saw the body technically. So, yes, there's always a way back. Well, I was, by the way, brings it back to the cookie tin. There's part of me that thinks that that it has something to do with Ophelia's ashes, but it also makes me think that there's some sort of connection to, I I don't know, like like he's either burying her ashes or something like that. Or, well, because, yeah, because ashes don't rattle. Yeah, that's true. They'll do like a little switch. Kind of goes with Rachel said, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But there are things that are said, like the, like the cigar thing, and like I, you know, like my what? What did he say? He says, I think I actually literally write it down. It's like friend asked me to save the cigar, blah blah. blah. I don't know. And the chance to do it over the chance to get it right. That thing really bugged me. That just messed really me bugged up. Me. Don't say that. No, no, it didn't mess me. No, it's just because. Not you. Kind of, oh. But damn it. But anyway, okay. So, uh, and if you're wondering where John and June are and Dan and, and Dwight, I they're basically. They're trying to find Sherry at the moment. So that's why you didn't see yeah. them in this episode, which is interesting because <laughs> kind of brings me to the helicopter, which seems like also like the next episode kind of picks up where... Right after Al got kidnapped. Yeah, well, Al got kidnapped, but there does seem to be like a thread with where you see the other soldier, um, where Max and Annie are. Do you know what I mean? Like, it seems that there's a scene uh-huh. there that overlaps 
with with yeah. that scene. So you do we see it from see it from from, from, another, from another angle, right? Exactly. So we may see that kind of connect somehow. So th- which is interesting to me because it, it's kind of like what they did with the time jump a little bit in last season. Like they're they're playing with the timeline. They're kind of doing a recap of where everybody else has been, and this is where Althea has been, and where the lines meet up basically, or they touch. Because it's a lot easier to follow this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe not. We'll see next week. <laughs> we'll find out. You never know. Um, uh, yeah. So shut the front door with that Rick Grimes helicopter. Um, <laughs> and that's the thing, like, could it, could the Althea even be the one in the helicopter? Don't say that. It's Madis- just Madison's in the <laughs> helicopter. <sighs> I'm going to have dreams tonight about this. <laughs> that's the thing that's really 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 i saw this friday night you know i saw i saw it when it aired and then i and then to saturday i got the notes and then i watched it again sunday and oh my god and there's just so many things rattling around in my skull right now which is good i you need questions you need to have this 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 fodder to be like whoa wait what's gonna happen next and it's so early on too so you have the rest of the season to answer all these questions and then like and then just like lost which we brought up before they can bring up more questions along the way and just just basically give you the middle finger throughout the whole season and hopefully we get a better answer than we did on lost (laughs) well i I think i think um because what's funny is like um jj abrams gave a ted talk during lost like bringing up the mystery box like his whole ethos of filmmaking and everything like that is based on the mystery box you know everything's about the mystery box and and Mm. sometimes and you can only answer so much but until you oh you know lift up the lid you know you just never know gonna know what's in it and it's like schrodinger's cat almost yeah yeah exactly so (laughs) it is exactly what you think it might be you know until you really know yeah yeah and then you get mind fucked yeah and so but i think but that was like finding like ad infinitum like that's what lost was it was like it was an exercise of the mystery box just just keep going down this hole and keep going come along with me you you're just compelled to because you want to know what's in that box but i'm going to keep throwing questions in your way until you know until you give up essentially so (laughs) next thing you know it's 3 a.m and you're in a random forum exactly (laughs) like what the fuck is happening Man. Exactly. Who it's was like, that smoke monster? Hole. That's what it is. Yeah, it's exactly. Was that Adams? Adams in Deadwood? <laughs> He's the smoke monster? Anyway, sorry, I'm watching <laughs> Deadwood. Um, but yeah, but that's but this is a good exercise of, of the mystery box where like you answer maybe one question, but then you open up four more and then you move forward. And then it you answer right those, Yeah, then you answer three questions and then you answer the one question that was in the beginning. And then, then they answer a question that you didn't think to ask in the second episode. You know, but that's that's like good. That watch it. That's yeah. great narrative. That's I love that. That's the lost school yep. of filmmaking <laughs> by Rob. Was it Robert Orsi and well, sorry, J.J. <laughs> Abrams, <laughs> that whole team. Which, by the way, they're doing um, Star Wars. I guess the the last hmm. Star Wars installment. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so here's some exciting things. I think um, I think we're pretty much done. I mean, like I wanted to talk about the Little, little Prince narrative a little bit because it does say a lot about the group and what, what they're faced with. I mean, the fact that Luciana lays it out exactly was really cool to Dylan. Yeah. Like literally the author did actually crash in this the saharan desert uh, he's a french he's actually the author is a french pilot and a french you know he's a he's, he's an engineer too and he crashed in the desert and he had hallucinations and that's that's the premise that's how he figured out how to write the little prince hmm. um so 
but then like it's all about like the different kinds of people you meet in life like the hoarder or the like the person who builds up things in their mind until they finally talk about it that's the baobab tree or something like that um until they become unmanageable trees but like i i love that they're bringing back that narrative again because it kind of it all these things combined bring dylan to the fore like to like should i tell them the truth should i not tell them the truth and then at the end of the at the end of the day it really didn't even matter at the end because i think he just needed people to help annie and max because when they got cut off the radio it's kind of like well what am i going to do like if i don't have them i don't know what to do with my life so like what what is your estimation of max do your feelings change about him what have you what have you thought about him all along he kind of reminds me of charlie a lot he does yeah just because he's been kind of manipulated in a way by his siblings that's a good point and he's doing what he thinks is right and what he thinks is best for his group and so but now he sees like he sees what life is like with this group and sees what life can be like and it kind of messes with his mate messes with his brain like it's like a moral dilemma Do do you think dylan would actually kill if pushed to it like like charlie did that's a good question I hope huh? so. you hope like so <laughs> why well for his, for his sake if, oh, if well, you okay. can't heal you can't survive that's yeah. true but like to kill in cold He's blood like, like like charlie no. did with nick well, that's what no. i mean honestly i think anybody's capable of anything that's a good answer it's a fair answer <laughs> Yeah. But it's good that the group was there before they, you know, before Dylan ever had a chance. I mean, do you think he's saved now? Do you think there's a chance that he might go down that path now that the group is involved? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it might it might be a sad episode to watch, but I, I really hope we get a little bit more background into what happened to these kids. I mean, yeah. besides the fact that we know, you know, I, I assume the, the big bads came, rounded up all the parents and killed them all. But is that enough of a reason for these kids? kids to distrust all adults or did something else happen to kind of reinforce that distrust in adults yeah i agree with that yeah or maybe it's like the kids are just so lost they don't know who to trust that could be too and maybe grace yeah. screw them over too you don't know exactly maybe grace is one of those other adults that let them down and so they don't now they're like forget it any adults come around forget it <laughs> yeah i think that would really screw with our heads by the way if, if we find out that grace really is kind of like a bad it would kind of be like that walking dead uh scars episode from last year subverting expectations that would be oh my gosh well yeah, we're, a little we, predictable though is, is it though is it because I, I think the feeling that we have of grace is a little that like she seems trustworthy like on the face of it mm-hmm. well now yeah, that we brought it up I... last week that's the thing like now it's like that mm-hmm. thing that's burrowing in your brain but had we not the moment i saw her really are you serious yeah i i she's kind of in the middle for me like i don't have any really feelings towards her like okay yeah there is a possibility she could be good and help them but there's a possibility that she's going to be part of the big bad but we don't don't know know about her yet yeah there's not enough information Mm -hmm. you know not enough cards dealt about her to really be able to get a good idea uh, the hand we're looking at yeah the only good thing i can say is that when she came across morgan she didn't immediately kill him yeah but she could have been kind of checking the feels (laughs) seeing like you know it's possible checking the feels making him take off his clothes reading the room whatever the card playing you know terminologies are (laughs) yeah let's see how he reacts to me undressing him getting a feel of the room that was it getting a feel of the room right a read on the room (laughs) whatever (laughs) you guys got my point (laughs) me and my english too good (laughs) um okay okay i mean like 
just seeing all those those soldiers by the way seeing more of those soldiers really just fucked with my head like i really which is really good because it's kind of like if we are going to see more of them we're going to get teased so hard about like the movies in the in season 10 oh my god yes we're so going to get we're going to get screwed over all we're going to see are these mysterious soldiers we're not and the stupid helicopter and we're not going to get any more i mean i mean if you had to guess i mean it seems like we're all thinking the same thing we're just going to get teased the fuck (laughs) right now If we don't get solution, if we don't get an answer with the soldiers, then we're not. Then gonna. we need another. Well, then we need another big bad for the season. Somebody Maybe. else needs it. We need to. We need to be able to defeat someone by the end of the season, or yeah. at least like some we're sort gonna... of gateway into. Because like... if we don't get someone to get rid of the season, then this entire season would have been just filler leading up to the movies, and that would have been or build up playing or like we're building up to it. But then that would have treated fear as the total second fiddle, and that wouldn't be fair. Well, unless it's kind of like the agents of shield to the movies because i mean a lot of people threw that away like a lot of people threw away agents of shield is like ah they're not really relevant to the movies but i'm like i happen to think they, they are. are yeah they're kind of a really good lead up into Absolutely. the movies like it, it gives you so much more breadth when you watch the when you watch Agents of shield and then just watch the movies because I, I kind of like where it's going right yeah. now where it picks up right after mm-hmm. um it left off like well the movies left off right picking up the pieces was the first episode i haven't really really gotten too deep into agents so i'm like I haven't really got into it, but I want to. I am. I've watched. I've watched an agent. But I, to be honest, I yes, it does link in with the movies, and they kind of hint back and forth. But you, it's not like you have to watch the movies along with the show. No. We've watched the yeah. show, and not a single movie has been ruined for us. So right, that's good. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have a little theory to throw out there. Go for it. A little it, question, yeah. opinion. I want to know. Okay, so all the scenes with um, Luciana and uh, what's his face? Can't think of his name. I'm having a Dylan. 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 Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I just couldn't think of it. Okay, so you know how I said he kind of reminded me of Charlie in a way? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on, like, do you think that she, now think about it, last season, she was trusting Charlie and everything. And then she, Charlie, insanely betrayed her by killing the love of her life. Do you think now, seeing this time around with the little prince book again, do you think she's kind of having her guard up, knowing that there's a possibility? That Dylan would? She was like, mm-hmm. Luciana? Yeah, that it's like, oh, well, the last person I trusted killed, you know, killed my boyfriend. Now, <laughs> is there a chance that this kid might, this new kid might kill someone else I love? Is he? She should be thinking that. I, I agree. I think I don't she think is. She will. I don't think she will. I don't think she is thinking that. But I, I don't think she is, but she, she should. should. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, like I kind of. It's repeating itself. I'm kind of enjoying, like, her leaning into this kind of hope beyond hope character like like motherly type almost kind of like madison like what madison was doing with charlie also was similar like you know you can't have this kid she's staying here you know like hope Mm -hmm. beyond hope Mm-hmm. which i kind of like i kind of like that i mean there's there's a quality in like knowing that i mean i think eventually they're gonna luciana is gonna heal up at some point it's gonna take a while but once yeah. mm-hmm. she does you're gonna get equal parts like soldier hopefully again and then equal parts like i'm 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 madison bitch <laughs> <laughs> like drop mic like you just you just try to get past me i'm mama bear all the way but i'm also smart i'm smart you know oh here it goes english again <laughs> exactly smart um but that's the thing like i think i, I that's what i i kind of want to see these two ideas of luciana kind of merge like you know yeah. figure themselves out oh that, when you said that it reminded me of carol in a way like how you had the, the sweet side of carol but then you have like i'm gonna light your body on fire type carol well less less um Less, less polar opposites, less bipolar. Yes, <laughs> like, less bipolar. more like like savvy. Like, and by the way, uh, yeah. Sia, Anissa, it's really good to have you asking all the good questions, reacting to the lost stuff. Um, oh, that's Walani. I keep saying her real name. <laughs> 
<laughs> such an asshole. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, I, I do it less bipolar, more like capable, like yeah. capable. And I don't care if you know that I'm leading it to hope. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying, you know. Mm-hmm. And that that's a quality. And like we said, like humor is one expression of that. Goodwill is like another expression, like a John Dory type. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's that leads us to the sneak peeks because I think we kind of went through everything. But um, which is good because we see we see a lot of Althea. We see more soldiers um we see one thing that's really important with the sneak peeks and brings us back to season four one of the big tapes that came out of like don't touch that tape these are my tapes mine mine that's right are the bog tapes like they had a series of bog tapes tapes from the bog and one of them did come up which which Mm -hmm. makes me think that one of you guys was right about whether we're gonna see um stuff from althea's past or like we'll Mm -hmm. get like a recap of it it would make sense because she's kind of the one she's one of the newer characters that we don't really have a, a past with right right that and would I, make I, sense. I have always wanted to know what happens to the bog that made her so like defensive of those tapes see with her being so defensive with the tapes it kind of reminds and like how we don't know really what happens but i hope we do find out it kind of reminds me of avengers i know we talked about it a little bit before or at least agents of shield how like um black widow and hawkeye are like oh remember what happened in budapest but we never knew what happened in budapest and we're gonna find out in the black widow movie so i kind of hope like the bog we do find out finally maybe yeah, yeah. makes her what she who she is or what she is or maybe she got involved maybe she shouldn't Made her to the woman she is today or maybe like she, it's all the things that she watched happen to the people from the bog and like mm-hmm. never stepped in Ooh. so ptsd guilt burden yeah maybe maybe were those her first tapes or was she journaling before that too who knows all i know is that it was like a series of i think 12 tapes mm-hmm. but did it happen before the apocalypse or, or after i think definitely post yeah if i had to wager so that means she probably knowing that she was like a journalist type in the real world i can't imagine that she she probably started this in the beginning thinking it was a really good story but then shit hit the fan and she just continued on her way thinking one day the world would come back and this would be the the story of a lifetime yeah or i mean maybe this is one of those stories you'd rather not get out it's possible too eight tapes worth of the bog i mean i don't know well i mean just her like interviewing people in general could be i mean if, if it is the bog and the bog fell let's say and she didn't do shit about it maybe there's something to the it. videotape it yeah. yeah yeah she's like documented her crimes <laughs> and that's I why she doesn't want to keep those though I, I don't i don't feel like it could be like a total like a full bad thing like that why would you want to why would you want to carry around a constant reminder of your biggest failure i mean to isn't not, it up here forever anyway to not yeah i would just bash those or, tapes in like negan style i don't know maybe she just wants to physically carry it around to kind of atone or something like that or just uh, like carry around the well, weight I, of your issues or something right i mean i i agree david it was probably like a situation where you know shit went bad and she didn't step in to help because she in the beginning when we first meet her she makes a point of saying like i don't i don't get involved i don't do right, that right and even to <laughs> the point maybe- where like it, it does bring us back to like morgan and grace and the kids yeah. like uh, and even daniel to a certain extent like i i didn't i didn't realize until it was too late like morgan didn't yeah. realize you know i i should have i should have killed her you know i should have i should have ended my wife you know it was too late because then they wouldn't have got my kid that was a nice little nod though to the og yeah. you know mm-hmm. i was like called oh, Dwayne. i thought so too maybe um Jenny on the flip Jones. side maybe maybe althea did get involved in the bogs and that's why things went bad maybe that was the reason she doesn't get involved after that so mm. she pulled a carl essentially mm-hmm. maybe with sadiq i guess right all right is that that we're referring to i forget oh no i was referring to um or season two with okay. dale gotcha yeah hmm. another throwback 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, but that gets me excited. I'll just, regardless of what it could or couldn't We're gonna be. Find out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it gets me excited about a possible past or like getting yeah. to know her more, which next week's going to be a great episode. But it makes oh, me yeah. think like it looks really dangerous because like at one point, wh- there's like this one brief, like 10th of a millisecond where <laughs> you see like a walker head or like shoulders and head oh, like yeah. emerging and like biting the arm of one of the soldiers, but the hair kind of looks like Althea. Oh, right. Yeah. And it's like literally biting, di- biting the arm. Like it's biting like multiple times. But like, I don't I, think like, this is the end of Althea though. No, I don't think I don't so think either. So either. <laughs> but no. still. Well, in the very, this is, this is kind of way out there, but in the very last clip, like at the very end of the sneak peeks and you see like She's a soldier walking away, but you don't see, like they cut it off at the shoulders. I don't know, but it, to me, it kind of looked like the way Althea walks. Like it looked oh. like a skate walking away. Like she had, um, I don't know, I assume killed a soldier and put his uniform on to escape. Like a disguise, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of looked like her, the way she walked in that very last clip. I mean, well, they're very good at throwing us for a loop, like with the dumpster, for example. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about how like the walker biting several times, it could have been somebody that just had a similar hairstyle as her. Yeah. And that's they what wanted you to too. notice that. Exactly. They wanted you to think, holy shit, this is it. Like and then, the Glenn fake out on the bus. Exactly. The magnification on Glenn on the bus. Or maybe those suits make it impossible too. There's always a chance that like like the but they can bite. Repellent? Well, like they're sure. I don't know, maybe there's like st- steel cable or I don't know because they walk Remember so rigidly. Duct tape arms. <laughs> <Those work>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do too. They do too. I, I, I'm wondering like what, what that suit does, what they what it could do. Mm. Hopefully we get some more answers. Mm, yeah, yeah. Seems like very good protection and also a great way to lose weight fast because you will die in sweat. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But maybe they're air-conditioned air suits, huh? How about that? Maybe. <laughs> I keep telling my wife I'll make one Why for not? her one day. <laughs> nice. Make two. I'll take one. <laughs> well, make, make it a third. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I'll test it out on you. And then when it works, I'll give it to my wife. Because then no, okay. I'll have you burn up and then save my wife. <laughs> I, I think Rachel That's needs terrible. it more than I do because I just keep seeing that fan. <laughs> it's pretty warm over here. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, it's getting there. Um, what if in that last scene with the with the soldier? What if that was Althea getting bit? No, no, no. In the in the oh. actual show where, with Max and Annie. Oh, on the street what or in that, the road? in the yeah yeah in the road yeah. I I that thought had crossed my mind too. It did. I thought it was Grace maybe. Ooh. Okay. It Nan- definitely looked nasty. like <laughs> I know. I just have this idea with Grace. I don't know why. Well, maybe Grace is part of the. Yeah, or maybe she's part of the Commonwealth. Which I mean, I guess it could be synonymous, but I have no idea. Mm-hmm. So many questions. Again, questions. These are good questions <laughs> to kind of act because what I, what I find really good about breaking down this this show, like here, what we're doing now, is that we'll when we see certain things, like those questions do kind of get answered, <laughs> but mm-hmm. then we have to ask ask some more. Which is great because I think I I don't see a world in which most of our questions don't get answered. However, I do see by the end of the season, we may end up having a, quite a few extra questions that might oh, yeah. end up dealing with like The Walking Dead and the movies and the spinoffs, which apparently deals with the children of maybe one of the children that we see here. Mm-hmm. So there, you think there'll be a time jump and it'll be the kids that are oh, the stars of the new one? Yes, yes possible or or i mean it's my contention that maybe they're john and june's kid and they're twins Mm. maybe in the next spinoff yeah but she's too old though oh excuse me (laughs) i don't know maybe no you're right you're probably right biological clocks here 
Yeah, although her kid in the show was um, fairly young, I guess. The I think one, she was uh, like nine or ten, I think. Yeah, yeah, but you could see maybe there's a possibility she's playing a, an age younger than she looks. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I think the I think the next spinoff, which is supposed to be based based around two two female leads, correct? That were yes. born into the apocalypse, right? Correct. I don't think they're going to be in relation to anybody we already know. I think it'll be a totally new. It is going to be Virginia. Yeah. Totally different people. Oh, it is Virginia. Yeah, or it's going to be yeah, filled in Virginia. But I, I thought I, I'd assumed that like the events based in that—that's what I was told. That's what we reported too. Is that the events? The events that are based in the first half of Fear the Walking Dead spawn the spinoff. That's why it's called the spinoff. See. No, I know why they call it a spinoff, but I thought maybe it was like later seasons that caused the spinoff. Mm. Since you said they were born into the apocalypse. What if Daniel's jumping on the spinoff? Fear is technically a spinoff, but we didn't have anybody from the original cast until Morgan showed up. Yeah. Well, Fear is just a companion. Or any relation to anyone either. It's a spinoff, but it's the companion also. So it kind of plays that dual role. But well, it's a different. It- so companion spinoff is you take like the one character from one show and throw it into the new one. Right. So like like, like Cleveland show. What? <laughs> like Cleveland like show. The yeah. Cleveland show. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Companion is just another series that goes along with the main series. It may not have it has similar elements, but maybe not the same characters or the exact same storyline. Okay, I took it as a spinoff because they took the name. Fear. <laughs> but that's why some dead. people do consider it a full spinoff. Some people consider it a companion. I consider it both. I guess I, I never. I mean, now I you never use not. the term companion. I, if there was a show that had links to another show, I always call it, referred to it as a spinoff. Always. Yeah. I didn't realize there was a difference. Mm. Yeah, it's really weird. Well, yeah. it's kind of like um the Chicago shows, like Chicago Fire, and then it's spun off to Chicago PD, which yeah. spun off to Those men. are all spinoffs to me. Not. Yeah, no, they are they are spinoffs oh, are. because oh. the characters intertwined. Okay. So it was like like something in Fire. One episode of Fire was a backdoor pilot to PD, and because they're all part of the same okay. universe, they all appear in each other's episodes. Just like Star okay. Trek: The Next Generation was, and then it spun off Deep Space Nine, and that spun off Voyager, and then they had the Maquis battle <laughs> with the parent, and then just branching, branching, branching. Out. Yeah, it's like a family exactly. tree. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So there are Star Trek fans. The com the Walking Dead comics are essentially like the parent they're the root of it yep. and then it branches off to the show and then it branches off to that I'm right, using exactly. my hands a lot here so yeah I'm Italian so <laughs> oh you should have seen me earlier on in the series like and then these guys and they turn around they do this and they force your hands up here and then now you do I this now I see why it's an audio podcast and we don't you don't keep <laughs> exactly exactly I'm, I'm terrible just essentially a terrible human um I well yeah I think I think we've ran this one into the ground folks <laughs> good job um but yeah Everything I mean Again, I want to leave off with the last things. Like, who is in that helicopter? Is Madison alive? <laughs> don't get me started because we'll be here for another hour. I, 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 the wheels are turning. I, I just don't know. I don't know. There's not enough information. But, I mean, I, it does get me to thinking, like, like where is Daniel off to? Who set up the traps? Where did they get this place from? Was it Madison? Um, <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> I mean, I do want to see Daniel again. I do want to see him in a different capacity. But now that we'll see how the, uh, like, my mind will start to erase again, (laughs) I guess, from this point on. But I guess with that, everybody, I mean, if there's nothing else, uh, we can call it a week and see you next. How about that? All right. All right. Say goodnight, folks. And in the meantime, do us a favor. Give us a like. Uh, Just look, there's a lot of questions. I know you've got 
questions too. Give us a comment. Let us know what you're thinking about the questions that we're asking on the show today. Because um, we want to communicate back and forth with you. We want to have something for next week. Um, mm-hmm. Any comments you have, any ideas, any critiques are a big thing. You know, be, ni- be nice if you want to. <laughs> you don't have to be nice. I can handle it. Um, yeah, and, and give us a rating in the, in, you know, the podcast, your, your favorite podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, in the meantime, just subscribe to all our, you know, social medias and, 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 um, get notifications for when we go online. We'll be trying to go online live after the Fear the Walking Dead episode until the mid-season finale where Talking Dead will take over. Until then, you know, catch us at 10 p.m. Eastern and, uh, we'll see you next week. Say goodbye, guys. If anybody's going to Walker Stalker next week, hit me up. We'll meet up. Hit up Meg. Meg the Geek on Instagram. And then, um, you know, give money to to Rachel and her charity. Please. Please do I that. I still have to do that, actually. But also yeah, meet Meg the Geek at FanFest, New Jersey. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We'll have fun. We'll talk theories. Yeah. We'll do a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, everybody, say goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye. Later. <laughs>